Thank you for downloading a sermon from the Chapel of the Cross. The Chapel of the Cross is a welcoming, growing, and historic Episcopal church in Madison, Mississippi. I hope you will join us on Sundays for worship at 7.30 a.m., 8.45 a.m., 11 a.m., and 5 p.m., with Sunday school for all ages at 10 a.m. I also invite you to connect with the chapel online at chapelofthecrossms.org. Again, thank you for downloading this sermon. We pray it will enrich your walk with Christ. God bless you, and we look forward to welcoming you and your family to the Chapel of the Cross. Holy and loving God, write a message on our hearts. Bless us, direct us, and send us out living letters of the word. Amen. Please be seated. One January, as part of a continuing education course, I went to the mountains and spent several weeks in one of the most rural and isolated parts of Appalachia. Among the people of Knott County, I ate well, I heard powerful preaching, and I enjoyed some fantastic bluegrass. But besides those touristy experiences, the most important thing I learned, or perhaps remembered, from that time in the mountains was the importance of relationship. As part of the course, I participated in several forums and high-minded discussions about the future of the region and how the cycle of poverty might someday be broken. We discussed funding and aid, economics and education, religious mission and charity. But these were very academic discussions. For the local folk that we grew to know and love, all of them said repeatedly that what would best help them was relationship. Relationship that did not swoop in from the outside and decide for them what is best, but relationship that knew them and valued them and respected them and then allowed them to organically develop in their own context and eventually on their own terms and utilizing lo local leadership improve their reality. Throwing money or even temporary but well-meaning volunteers at their deep-rooted problems was a quick fix. And while money can be very helpful, it is relationship that is the avenue to real change. I share this story with you today because Jesus shares an odd little parable with us about relationship, the story of the two sons. These two sons are asked by their father to do some work in his vineyard. The first, rather petulantly, says, no, I will not. However, after some time, the first son reconsiders and works in the vineyard as his father requested. The second son immediately replies, I go, sir, the Greek word translated as sir, kyrios, can also be translated as lord. And I ask you, who calls their daddy lord? With one, learn, with one word, we learn that this kid was an obnoxious little brown noser. But our biblical Eddie Haskell reneges on his word. 
and does no work in his father's vineyard that day. In conclusion, Jesus asks, which of the two did the will of his father? And the correct answer is the first, the one who said no, but worked anyway. And then pointing to the religious religious authorities standing nearby, Jesus asserts that they are like the second son, for they claim to do God's will, but don't actually do it in the end. Upon reading and reflecting on this parable this week, I wonder what it means to do the will of God. Being a church, we talk a lot about God's will. We claim to know God's will. We hope to do God's will. But how do we know if we are actually doing God's will? And this is not an easy question. However, we can begin to unravel the answer by considering two things. The context during which Jesus originally told this story and the nature of sacrifice. Jesus did not teach in a vacuum. We, on Sunday mornings, 2,000 years later, we hear these readings, and due to a flaw inherent in any lectionary, we read them in little chunks. And I don't know about you, perhaps you are much more of a biblical scholar than I, but I sometimes forget when and where they happened. For we best understand Scripture, and I think we are best inspired by Scripture, when we remember that Jesus taught in a very specific place, in a very specific time, and in a very specific context. For the example, for example, this parable of the two sons was not told on just some random day, but instead on the very Monday of Holy Week itself. The day before, as we all know, was Palm Sunday, the day Jesus entered Jerusalem on the donkey. And and if that were not enough, that afternoon, Jesus entered the temple and drove out all the merchants and the money changers. He turned over their tables and made and drove them out with a whip of cords. So when Jesus dares to enter the temple for a second day, that Monday, The chief priests are hopping mad, and they confront Jesus, probably through clenched teeth. By what authority are you doing these things? These things being the triumphal entry and the cleansing of the temple. And who gave you this authority? These priests have become the ecclesial equivalent of repressed mall cops. And moreover... And here is when we begin to consider the nature of sacrifice. Those merchants that Jesus drove out of the temple, they had been installed there by the religious authorities to sell animals for sacrifice. Instead of bringing one's own animal, which used to be the custom when the temple was first constructed, now one could merely walk into the temple, buy a dove or some other beast, and fulfill one's duty to make a sacrifice in worship to the Lord, while providing on the side a nice little profit for the temple. Quick, easy, painless, and without real sacrifice. In other words, by installing these merchants, the temple had been perverted into what was essentially a holy vending machine. 
Insert coin here, receive grace here. But the origin of sacrifice in the temple, the root of that tradition that Jesus is trying to get back to, was a lot more than just buying something from a machine. Real and sincere sacrifice had its roots in the nomadic culture of the desert. For desert nomads were not wealthy people, But when they met someone new or they crossed paths with an old friend, they would share a meal. And while they probably could not afford the extra bread or the meat or the wine or whatever they brought out, they brought out whatever they had. And they put out the good china and they shared with their neighbor. And their relationship would grow in the sharing. And so it was in the vein of that noble and holy tradition of giving and sharing that people began to offer something to God. Not in an attempt to appease an angry deity or to earn one's salvation, but an attempt, symbolic obviously, but an attempt, and a sincere and profound attempt, to share something with God, to grow closer to God, and to begin and maintain and strengthen their relationship with God. And that kind of real relationship takes real sacrifice, not cheap vending machine sacrifice, but a real sacrifice that involves risk and vulnerability. And so it was in the midst of this juxtaposition of real sacrifice versus meaningful sacrifice that Jesus tells this parable of the two sons. The second son, the son who says he will work in the vineyard but does not actually do any work, he has that vending machine mentality like the chief priests. They say they worship God, but they're only going through the motions and they're not entering into that real relationship with God. But the first son, while he says no at first, that son reconsiders and swallows his pride and does the real work. And so, to finally answer our original question, the way that we discern the will of God is to enter a relationship with God And only in that context of real and deep relationship can we begin to know and understand and eventually do the will of God. And the good news is that God, being a graceful and forgiving and abundant God, God is always waiting at the table to begin or to strengthen that relationship and ultimately invite us to participate in God's will. My prayer this day is that our relationship with God is may our relationship with God always be genuine and honest and rich and lead to good work. And when we shy away from that relationship, when we strain that relationship, sometimes even if we break that relationship, may we remember that God will never stop reaching out to us. And that relationship can always be renewed. And just as they did thousands of years ago, we celebrate that relationship when we share. 
when we share from our abundance, when we share despite our scarcity, and most importantly, when we share of ourselves. There in that sharing, God's will will be made known. Amen.